Blog Talk Radio. Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swing. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to not the final show of 2019, but awfully close, but the final show uh, before the the new, uh, excuse me, final show before the biggest holiday of the American calendar year. So how is everybody doing tonight? Obviously, Big Swing is here. Uh, Granny Hulkster with us, the icon, trying on his new microphone, is with us tonight. Uh, another big show planned. Um, not quite as big as perhaps it was going to be, but, uh, you know, we've had some reschedulings and unforeseen circumstances. So we'll uh, we'll make the best of it here tonight. But, uh, Icon, why don't you uh, go ahead and tell them a little bit about what happened, who we were supposed to have, and who we have instead tonight. Okay, well, we have uh, three guests tonight. We all know how much you guys love three guests tonight. So we're going to have Brandy Garvin. She's going to be calling us in about uh, 13 minutes or so. Uh, We are going to have also uh, Dee Mago. She's an author of the book Happy Naked, and everybody knows, uh, like, well, the exception of Granny, and I love you, Granny, you know that. But, of course, me and Big Swing, we love to see women happily naked. And uh, we're <laughs> also going to have Miss okay. Physique. We're going to have Miss Physique with us. And uh, uh, we're going to see if she's married to Mr. Physique or not. And uh, real quick here, I want to give a shout-out to the North Dakota State University Bison going all the way to Frisco, going to win number eight in nine years. Yes, they are. They take on one player, one man, James Madison, and we are going to defeat them on January 11th of 2020. Well, here's the thing. James Madison, haven't they been – Sort of the phone on your side a little bit the last couple of years. 
No, we beat them. Uh, we beat them two years ago uh, with Easton Stick at the helm. Uh, three years ago, they did beat us uh, in the semifinals. But then the next year, we came and took them out. And, uh, you know, we won the title last year. And uh, we're undefeated this year with a, get this, red shirt freshman. 15-0 and 0 right now, going for 16-0, never been done in college football history, a redshirt freshman, and he's also sold, thrown, get this, no interceptions in 15 games. That is unheard of. Well, um, I was listening to the uh, Montana State uh, coach talk about, you know, a little bit of his numbers and things about how, you know, his yeah, completion rate and everything is just insane. Uh, well, why he seemed like a nice guy in the interview. <laughs> oh, bull, bull crap! Listen, he said that NDSU is bad for North Dakota. Uh, for NDSU is bad for FCS because uh, of their winning. They, he said that we should be, uh, we should be moving up and uh, well, our winning all the time school, is bad though. for FCS. They're a full sale school, though. They, they give full scholarships to players. Uh, whereas other teams don't, so it helps with recruiting. They should be playing, you know, in 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 the Mountain West or or, or the Pac-12 or or something like that. I, I mean, yeah, the team is proving hey, that they're good enough, too good to be in the Big Sky or whatever they're in. Well, hey, U UND does that. University of North Dakota does that. South Dakota State does that, and University of South Dakota does that. Well, I, I'm just saying so, he he had a point um, in terms of 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 them being, you know, too good for their level, uh, which I understand. I mean, how many national championships in a row have they won? I mean, it's about time they moved up a little bit. Well, uh, we uh, we did win, uh, uh, what was it? We won six in a row, and then we lost, and we won our seventh. Uh, and now, uh, this is actually, we're going for two in a row now, actually. Yeah, and, so and I mean. So it'll be um, uh, eight out of the last nine years. Um, and, and, and I mean, you know, they've beaten what Iowa, they beat Michigan, they beat, you know, Iowa state. I mean, they've beaten some, some major FBS schools as well. So I, I don't know. I, I mean, you can't just stay. Yeah. I mean, you would know better than I would, but, um, you, you know, uh, the Gophers. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Much to Collins, uh, chagrin, but, I mean, I just I think that it's it's at the point now where you can't not greatness. I'm I'm not saying that you know it's an issue or or a problem, but they they really should move up. I, and I really think that they've earned the right to be uh, a major team, not necessarily in a Power Five. I'm not saying go to the Pac-12 or the Big 12 or something, but go to go to the Mountain West or something. Play Boise State, play Utah, you know, play New Mexico State, play Idaho, play teams like that. You know, Colorado, Colorado well, State, well, you know, teams like that every our, year. Our, our wrestling team is in the Big 12. Oh, okay. Well, then there you go. Well, why don't you move the whole school? Well, well, here, here's here's the way it works. And uh, the thing is, it's all about money. Yes, they they are a, mo uh, a money house, and the issue is, okay? But the thing is, we would have to build another facility, uh, a bigger facility for football, and we have to. Uh, and we just spent all this money uh, building a new arena for basketball and all this stuff. So, uh, you know, and it goes to this, like this, and we'll then we'll get Granny involved in the thing. We got, uh, I don't know, we got uh, seven or so minutes before our guest calls in. But uh, yeah. here's, here's the thing: would you rather be a big fish 
in the little tank, or would you rather be a minnow in an ocean? You got to look at it from that perspective. I mean, I think I'd rather at this point, if I'm North Dakota State, um, and I promise for those of you just tuning in, this is a wrestling show, but um, I, I, I do think that if I'm North Dakota State, I'm saying, wait a minute, we're we're kicking the you-know-what out of all of these teams every year. It's almost boring to us now. Um, you know, we're going to rack up all these titles. We're going to rack up all of this, but what are we really going to get out of it? We're not getting national notoriety. We're not getting, you know, a, a chance at, at, at the real fame and glory of what people think of as college football. Uh, you, you know, how, how would you like to see North Dakota State – Go to a, go to one of those conferences and go to a major bowl game and end up playing a Clemson or an Auburn or an Alabama or you know down the road something like that and you know I I just I think that a school like that who's been that dominant if they can get the type of recruits that they're getting now I mean they're getting FBS level recruits to come there if they can continue to get FBS level recruits and be successful at that level uh, I I think it would do a lot for that program so I I don't know I I just think if it were me. I just don't want North Dakota State to turn into the Patriots. And when I say that, I mean, I don't want people to start hating them just because they're bored with them. You know, like, well, I, well, I, I think well, the difference between us and them. Well, one the of the us and the Patriots, well, yeah, because one of the, well, well, yeah, but okay. But I mean, one of the points that he was making in that interview was team, you know, Teams and fans and players are going, ah, all right, well, North Dakota State again, you know, and, and they're basically, at this point, you know, th- there's no drama anymore. There's no emotion. There's no, it's like, ah, yep, North Dakota State's back in it. You know, th- there's no, you know, the emotion of college football was taken out of it because team, you know, a, a team like that is going to win it every year and and you eventually get bored with them and you, you know there's no real unless you're a North Dakota State fan there's no real reason to watch the playoffs anymore because you're like ah well North Dakota State's gonna win just like the Patriots ah well Patriots is another Super Bowl okay here we go you know and it's gonna watch the Patriots and you're eventually gonna start to get the entire country rooting against them instead of possibly being the underdog for a couple seasons and maybe getting the entire nation to root for them you know what I'm saying? So I, I think a lot of people would embrace the underdog mentality uh, than have them continue to be the villain just because they're successful. Because it sucks when you're the villain and you're successful, but it but it but it's good when you're the underdog and can still be successful. So, but anyways, long story short, guys, we do have a three guest show here today. Um, we do have a. Um, we and we are being heard live. Uh, yes, we are, and several different platforms as well. Uh, all around the nation, all around, really everywhere. I mean, it's on the internet, so I mean, it's, it it can be accessed all over the world, really, if you wanted to listen to it. Uh, Raw tonight has been, you know, kind of subpar as usual. So, haven't really been paying much attention well, no, to course. that. Yeah, I haven't really been doing much attention to that. I've been doing Monday Night Football, so I've been watching the the Vikings and the Packers here, which has actually been a pretty decent game. Um, but, but yeah, so, so I can, um, other than a possible platform switch, what do we have coming up in 2020 of, of like substantial news for 2020? Do we have, do we have anything we can, uh, release live right now? Well, uh, for those of you who saw the movie, Liar Liar, 
Uh, we're going to have uh, finally get day, Kristen yeah. Allen on. Yeah, we're finally going to have Kristen Allen on. I just talked to her. Uh, we're going to okay. have uh, Victoria Redstall back on with us. Uh, nice. And, uh, you know, I got a big surprise uh, for our – we got a three-guest show next week to close out the year, and it's going to be a big show. And uh, and uh, you, have to, you have to be tuning in to the end of the show to find out who we got. But I'm going to tell you, they're all cinema-related. Every single guest next week has something to do with a Hollywood movie. That's the mm. teaser, and uh, you have to be listening to the end of the show to find out who it's going to be. And you know what? The icon got all of these guys and gals. Major, major movies show. or B movies? Uh, well, uh, one's a major. Uh, well, uh, one is a major movie. Okay. Uh, one uh, that's going to be on uh, uh, has been in a lot of uh, and Jenny's going to hate me for this but uh, uh-huh. she's been in a lot of those uh, you know those late night uh, grind flick movies you know uh, soft core <laughs> porn I guess you could say you've been and, in those uh, ones where, where those, we were little kids we'd find the blurry station and just listen to it because our parents wouldn't let us watch right. the actual channel yep. yeah yeah Yep, that's 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 that. And I nice. told her that, and she said, "Geez, how come all the guys in your inner, uh, you know, never uh, stole cable? You know, I mean, I've heard that from so many uh, individuals." <laughs> I said, "Well, uh, I'm sorry, uh, and I know how to steal cable now." And then uh, the other guest that we have uh, is going to be making his return to his profession after two years off because of a major injury. So Ooh. he's gonna talk to us about that as well. All right. Well, we'll keep that. We'll so, keep that but, on the uh, on the spoiler list for now. Speaking of guests, icon, it looks like the intern is telling me that we do have the first one on with us. Uh, be a seven one four number. That would be it. Yep. righty. I'm going to jump over. Uh, you know, Monday Night Football. I, I will have a headset on, so I'll be listening. Uh, and we will go from there. So I'm going to put them through, and Icon, you do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, about to enter the ring, weighing in at whatever the heck she's weighing in at, but she is amazing. She is a hottie, and she is what we say, I want brandy, and we're not talking about a drink. Ladies and gentlemen, she's going to mix it up for us. I give you Brandy Garvin. Well, thank you for that lovely introduction. That was awesome. I am beyond excited to be talking to you guys, and I love knowing I'm listening to the Attitude Era live with the host of the Icon ah, and the Big Swig and Granny Hulkster. Hell, how are you guys all doing today? Good. Well, we're doing uh, pretty good. Uh, what we want to do here is uh, we're going to have you give us a little background about yourself, and then uh, we're going to talk to you um, a little bit. Uh, we're, we're not going to give away uh, until I give you the signal, but give us a little background about yourself, then I'll uh, give you the signal, and you can tell us about the other stuff. Well, we can either come back with the idea I am an absolute amputee of only 15 months, and I've been a part of being the fan side of the ring, and now I want to be inside the ring. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, 
you kind of mentioned a little bit that you do have a certain, uh, I, I don't want to say a disability because I never have liked that term, but you do have a certain <laughs> handicap. I, I do. Tell us about that. Um, unfortunately, I am missing a complete right leg. I have no right knee, and I'm only 15 months. So one that is probably the most weirdest thing the industry of wrestling could ever hear, coming from somebody who has no right leg, and being a female, not only top of that, I'm not even in my 20s. <laughs> so this so, you is know, really uh, a unique thing. Well, you know, the thing is, we'll kind of, we'll, I'll kind of ask you a few questions, and we'll kind of go around the room, and then we'll come back to me, sure. and I'll ask you the tough questions. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, and I hate to give this joke, I hate to be funny, but uh, we're going to kind of lighten this up a little bit. You know, you mentioned that sure. you're an amputee, but, uh, you know, if you just think if you would have lost your left leg, we could have said, but you're all right now. <laughs> well, we we can play that. I'm left handed, so the right part of my brain works. You know, we can go that way. <laughs> okay. So, no, you have... <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, we're gonna have fun. And if uh, <laughs> you know, if anybody has if anybody has issues with that joke, you can tweet me. You can send me messages. Send me all your hate mail. <laughs> we'll we'll get to it next week. <laughs> So now you mentioned that you're on the you're on the fan side and you want to jump in the ring. Now of course um, we the WWE featured an amputee uh, several years ago, Zach Gowan, and uh, of course his career didn't really take off. But uh, we know that you have the potential to make it happen. So tell us what the kind of training you're doing uh, to get stepped inside the ring and what you have to what you want to do, and what you need to prepare for, and what you're preparing for. All right. Well, good good, good questions right there. Um, basically, I had been always the fan on the outside of the ring. My husband, Jonathan Clark, actually got me into the indie wrestling. I didn't know there was a separate kind of thing growing up as a kid in the 80s. It was Saturday morning cartoons and cereal. That's all I knew, and after that was glow. So when we decided to get into the Attitude Era, literally, <laughs> a lot of uh, expectations of the women's side were being kind of looked at, obviously, for, for other reasons. And for me today in this world, and only being an amputee for 15 months, I love everybody in every wrestling around the world, but I want to stand up and do something a little different. I want to do the kind of wrestling that goes way back, high school back, as in wrestling in high school type. Because I like scholastic wrestling type, yeah. Yes, it's, it's definitely, at least I could sit on my knees, <laughs> but if I stand up, I'm six foot, so I feel sorry for the other guy either way. Uh, <laughs> it's just uh, to bring more excitement to it when, when you really think you ain't got much to live for anymore. I can tell you guys, I've only been this way for less than two years, and I am still outside. I'm still smiling. I'm still putting them colorful well, hair all over the place. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't mind me asking, I mean, I don't know if it's a sensitive topic or not, but it seems like you know you're in a good spirit about things. Uh, what what happened? Why why was it? Why was it an amputee? Was it a, a, a disease it, yeah. disorder? Was it a bad accident? Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, there was definitely an accident, but it wasn't on my behalf. Um, I ended up uh, having a blood clot 
and it was kind of blocking, um, you know, a part of my leg to get cold. Well, he went in to go and correct all of that, and he cut another artery and let me bleed out, and they kept sending me home saying there's nothing wrong with me, except my foot was black, my ankle, my calf, and next thing you know, I'm waking up and I have no right knee. So, <laughs> needless to say, I've got video and pictures, and I'm not done with them yet. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you must have so, uh, a, a little bit of extra money in your pocket from a malpractice lawsuit, uh, huh? Yeah, they're they're trying to act like they're not getting my messages, and I'm like, I'll, I'll send you my messages. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, it's uh, a fight of a fight of a fight. <laughs> Uh, Brandy Garber is our guest here. We got about uh, 24 minutes here left with Brandy, and uh, we're gonna make this uh, we're gonna make this a uh, we're gonna make this an awesome uh, roundtable interview here. So let's uh, let's kind of get uh, Granny involved here, and then uh, we'll come oh, back and I'll ask you some uh, yes. questions. Yes. Well, first of Brandy, all, I. Well, first of all, I admire your admiration, Brandy. I really do for doing what you do. And, you know, Icon, I got to meet Zach Gowan several years ago when he was at Traditional Championship Wrestling. Awesome wrestler, amazing guy, very nice. But, you know, Brandy and I have something in common. Other than being a fan of the sport, yes. I mean, I, too, am, you know... I, I'm very sorry that this has happened to her, but, you know, in 2004, I ended up having two blood clots in my right leg, and one of the oh, clots Lordy. went to my lung while I was in the hospital. Me too. This was, a month, yep. this was a month after I lost my daddy, and my oh, husband and so I sorry. weren't even married yet. My My son was a junior in high school. This was in 2004, and the doctor told me when I started having complications, like after being in the hospital a couple of days, they moved me down to the third floor of the heart floor, and I didn't know what was going on. The next day, I mean, I was getting very sick. My blood pressure was 166 over 122. Holy And the crap. doctor told me, he said, if you had not come in Sunday night when you did, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you would not be alive this morning. You know? Absolutely. And no I doubt. ended up having to and have the a thing, filter the put in. The- you got you got you the thing about the Granny though, the, the only beat, thing that, I got it too. Yeah, the only thing that uh raises uh, Granny's blood pressure right now is uh my bad jokes on this show. Uh, <laughs> whoa. Well, anyways, I but any um, yet, but I'm prepared. But anyways, um you know, and I ended up having to have one of those I V C filters put in me back yep, in two thousand. Yep, and filter. you know, and they told me, they told me now oh, no. that if it ever has to come out, that a vascular surgeon will have to take it out because yes, it shouldn't ma'am. have been in more than 90 days. And I'm kind of in a lawsuit right now with that filter thing. Really? You know, mm. yeah. Oh, so, did you get the um, recall one? Well, the, I don't, the, they're telling me the one that I have in me has caused damage to my aortic valve. Oh, and no. I'm still waiting on. I'm still waiting on. Um, two of the cases have been in favor of like me and everybody else that has this type of filter. But yeah. I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. But I just admire your Getting admiration positive. for what smile you're wanting to do. Yeah, yeah, just for what, smile for through your this what, part. For what you're wanting to do because. 
I'm a big, huge wrestling fan. I love the independent cool. shows. Um, that's how actually I got my name because I love wrestling so much. And I've had this gimmick name for probably close to 23 years now. And I love wrestling. I, I love doing what I do. I love hollering at the bad guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta holler. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. So, but, uh, but I just, you know, you are just an inspiration to so many Aww, people and, I, and I'm sure, and I'm sure that you're, you know, with everything that happened, I know just from listening to you talk this very short time that you're going to have a powerful story to share with the wrestling world, however you decide to go with this. And I Thank just you. admire you Thank for that. You. I really do. Hey, hey, I you know what would be really and fun? You're an inspiration, too. You you can't take life for granted. You and I both know we hit a wall, we get a bruise, and it turns into a freaking superficial. That's right. That's yep. right. I can't. You know what would be funny? Had, I've had, I'm sorry. I've had two <laughs> knee replacements and a pacemaker put in with, you know, like, I wish I could have a knee replacement. Well, (laughs) I've had both of my knees replaced and a pacemaker put in within the last several years, so, you know. Uh, Brandon Gerber's our guest here. We've got about uh, (laughs) uh, Brandon Gerber's our guest here. We've got about uh, 20 minutes here left with uh, uh, Brandy. Now, uh, we're going to kind of circle back. I'm going to ask you a a, a few questions now, and then – Sure. If you guys want to chime in after we we discuss what we're going to talk about, we can go we can go there. So now you know you mentioned you're in training right now. Yes, uh, I am. Who is who is your trainer, and uh, how did you hook up with your trainer, or did your trainer find you? Well, actually, it would be my husband who wanted to be a referee. And one of the indie wrestling, I was coming from another company, and they just happened to be in my territory. So I said, yeah, we'll come down. And I saw them out, and the company was OCCW in Stanton, California. And after the show was done, I had a very nice man named Joey the Bull ask me if I would be interested in talking, you know, doing commentating and stuff. And I was cracking up laughing because they'd never met me before. All they knew is that I had all the little kids cheering yummy, yummy, and I don't even know how they got started, but it was awesome. And then next thing I know, my husband decided he wants to go and join with them and be, you know, learn how to be a referee. Well, I didn't know he went to go do that. So a couple of weeks later, he finally told me. And I'm like, really? I'm like, I would really like to, you know, check this out. I have been given one hell of a door to walk through, guys. This company, OCCW, is being with John De La O, and that's his dojo. And this is where I go to train and watch and learn every little thing. And I just have a feeling I belong in there. And I've been wanting to be a valet, but then I was just like 500 pounds and who the hell cares. So now that I'm not looking like that at the moment, uh, you know, just having my personality, my obvious smile, and I love making kids scream. I want them obnoxious. I've seen people's shoes flying across the room. That's the kind of place we want to go to with a beer in the hand. So <laughs> this kind of lifestyle, it's either you're you're automatically in it or you're the out guy just watching, just you know, just to be in awe. 
And I'm both of those. And I hope I can bring so many more people that may have just gotten to a car wreck just last week and they think their lives and futures are all crumbled. I want to say that I've survived double kidney failure. I have a filter as well. And I have no right leg and I have cataracts in my eyes. I'm freaking 43 years old and fully tatted and ready to go beat the crap out of anybody who wants to try. <laughs> so bring it on. <laughs> I have nothing more uh, to lose, you know? <laughs> uh, Brandy Garber's our guest here. We've got 70 minutes here to live with Brandy. So, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, you mentioned something, uh, a little key, key phrase there. So do you want to wrestle as a heel? I'm a twinner. It, it all depends on who I'm getting and if uh, they deserve a real hard kick in the butt kind of thing, or they're just going to think they're stronger than me and I'll make them believe that at the end. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, how funny would that be, Icon, if we had that uh, heartwarming moment between um, Granny and Brandy earlier and then all of a sudden she turns out to be a heel. That'd be really kind of funny because, you know, Granny doesn't like the bad guy. She 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 hates the heels and she's uh, she's been known for – giving some crap to the heel. So after all this, like, oh, you're an inspiration, and oh, I love you, and oh, I love you back, and I, all of a sudden, well, oh, you're a heel. I can, okay. talk, I can talk some pretty good smack. You know, Brandy, I had a wrestler oh, ask oh, me I one time. He says, he says, he says, <laughs> don't you have a curfew at the nursing home, Granny? And I grabbed my keys out of my purse, and I doubled up my fist with my keys in my hand. I said, baby, I don't need no curfew. I got keys to the building. Wow. Awesome. If the street lights yeah. are on, you do not have to go home. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, they throw it at me. I just throw it right back, oh, yeah. you know. So. I, I honor that part because the last thing they ever see coming is me standing up. And I actually stopped a match my very first time of going into an indie wrestling company from my husband. And I got the luxury of sitting right up front and having my signs prepared for whatever. I mean, mine always says, because technically for wrestling, my name is Tattoo Girl. And everybody is aware of that name. And I would always hold signs that said, Tattoo Girl fears nobody. And I managed to get this one valet girl. I guess she's being fired that night, and she didn't care what she did. And uh, she got in my face and ripped my sign. And now we have video of that and pictures. It was so funny. And the next thing you know, I show up a month later. I'm being interviewed for a cage match with her, and she never showed up. So next thing you know, people are really wanting me to show up and crowd pump her up or shit talk her. And this is how I began from 2011 from Championship from Hollywood. That is a great company. They're part of that lovely brand of NWA. And I am so proud to know that they're making one hell of a comeback. It's they bad. are. It's so cool. They are. It's so cool. I see all my friends talking on there again. In fact, I'm even wearing my very first shirt. I'm live on my stuff. You guys can totally see I'm wearing Tattoo Girl, NWA, and I will represent that forever. How many people do you know can walk into a building, piss off a wrestler, and stop a match? I did, and his name is Joey Ryan. <laughs> oh! So, oh, yeah. And, and to answer oh, to oh, question, oh, 
Jackson. I know, I know, I know. I would have loved. Oh, I would have loved to see that. Oh, he's waiting for this. Oh, he. I would have loved to see that. I have it on video. Don't worry, it was on TV. <laughs> and coming up next on Attitude Era Live, we actually have Joey Ryan on the line with us. Uh, and no, I'm just. <laughs> No, I'm joking. That I, I'm completely been kidding. So awesome. That would have been, been that would have been funny. That would have been funny because he hates me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, guys. I love it. We have we we have a uh, Brandy Garvin here. We got uh, 13 minutes here left, Brandy. So now with uh, you know they mentioned that you know you're an amputee and you and we admire you because you're not going to let the uh, uh, let that stop you. So what we want to do here real quick is we know that you're broadcasting this on uh, uh, Facebook live. If you want to give a shout out to all those people that are watching right now, and then we'll, uh, then we can continue with what we're doing. Holy crap. Yeah. I can see that. I got about 3000 people staring at me. How about you? (laughs) Oh my God. I I have, I I have three of you guys. You have 300. (laughs) Um, I just, all I can say is that I know that there's something better for me after all this nightmare that I've been through. And I also would like to answer the other question, which was, who is teaching me? And his name, I'm sure you're going to recognize this one as well. I'm just absolutely elated that I got this opportunity with him. His name is Mikey O'Shea. And yes, he, we know Mikey. Yes, I figured you would if you knew Joey. <laughs> We're all coming from that same category of Hollywood again. And for him and I, we've known each other since 2011. And I just absolutely feel so much like I'm in this world of wrestling family already. And I'm still learning how to roll. But the thing about me is that everything about me is going to look different than what I'm watching of them. So in a way, I'm teaching them how to work with an amputee, which is what I'm hoping to push for all of this. We need people that still have dreams, even if they think they're a little off to the side. Well, I think we're all a little weird anyway. (laughs) So we can take this family and just bring it all the way through around the world for the indie side of things. We're going to see a lot of talent come and go and we're just going to live it up. That's how I look at it. That's always the best way. With uh, with the fact with the fact that you are an amputee, are you going to be wrestling with a prosthetic or are you just going to go in there with one leg? Nope. I just have um, a, just a, a pop-on that will give me a knee so I'm even because I don't have a knee. So we got a, um, an actual leg extension so I can be able to turn and be able to get out of the way and things like that. Plus, I'm with my long torso being six feet. I lunge. It's more like a spear. <laughs> so I'm really more afraid of hurting them than they are of me. And that's just how it goes when you get tatted. All your nerves have been touched. So that really, you know, that chopping thing that people are pulling off these days, I'll take it. Bring it. <laughs> So well, they'll like, you know, catch you up on the top rope to do it or something, though. You know what I mean? Anyway. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> but, get, I was gonna say, give me another year before I'm yeah. not the top rope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doing an airborne, yeah, an elbow drop, no problem. <laughs> so we have uh, Brandy Garvin as our guest here. We got ten minutes left with Brandy, and uh, Big Swing will be uh, calling our next guest in the next five minutes to get her prepared for the. If you ask uh, me, nice ten minutes or ten minutes one. Okay, awesome. So now, do you happen to have 
what kind of uh, style that you want to wrestle? Are you going to be doing the uh, the high, well, probably not the high five, but are you going to do like the technical, like a Bret Hart, or are you going to do that grunty style, like a Stone Cold Steve Austin, and then maybe throw some high-flying stuff like Rey Mysterio in later uh, as you get used to what you're doing? Well, the fact that I'm in my 40s and <laughs> a very big girl, um, I think just mostly it's just pretty much uh, submission tap out moves. <laughs> I want to see how quickly I can make them tap. So that that's my style. You know, and the other interesting thing is, uh, you know, and don't take what I'm about to say the wrong way, but you know, when <laughs> someone goes okay. for a pin and they, when someone goes for the pin and they say, uh, uh, as he hooks the legs, well, you don't really have legs to hook, really. Nope. Yep. Oh. <laughs> womp, womp. And and well, my, just, my secret weapon, too, though, so keep that in mind, because I am 60. And, and, <laughs> and they really can't put you in, like, and, and you know, you have advantage over them if they're, like, a submission sure. wrestler, because yep. they really can't put you in, like, a figure four or anything like that. Nope. Nope. But they can do it in arm bar very easily. So or an angle way, lock, yeah. I just, but... Yeah, yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. So for all of them to, to really, you know, try to, uh, you know, lift me, to flip me, you know, obviously I'll have to probably help a few because they're just not going to be that good enough. So I will probably most likely, you know, be that kind that gets all done in five minutes, <laughs> kind of, you know, ring. It's like I want to beat somebody under a certain timer, you know? I want to see how good they think they are with an amputee, and then I get to prove you got your ass taken out by a one-legged woman. Ah. Well, um, Icon, do you think that that, uh, perhaps we could set her up with uh, the other uh, handicapped person, uh, although I'm pretty sure his is more mental, uh, that, that, that we spoke with the other day on the show, the hillbilly. He's out in that area near Anaheim. He lives in Studio City. Um, there, there's a guy out there, the, yeah, yeah, the, the hillbilly boxer. I can't, I don't remember, Billy Bob, whatever the hell his name is, Johnny Jim Bob. Bob. Hillbilly Jim Bob. Jim Bob, yeah. yeah. Apparently he's a wheelchair boxer, but he wants to get into the wrestling boxer. game as well. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I he sounded like he was from. I mean, no offense, Granny, but he sounded like he was from some place like Arkansas, not really California. Well, um, I didn't. So. You know, I'm not originally. Hey, basically, I'm not originally from Arkansas. This is just where I live. I'm not originally from Arkansas myself. So you know, yeah, we're, I'm we're a tra- I, I moved mom, here. So. I moved here in 1988. I'm not originally from Arkansas. I'm originally from Kansas. So I'm I'm a Kansas girl. You know, so. I think we could maybe set that up because I would love to see her try to make him tap out. Well, in fact, I would love tap- to see. I would love to see Brandy put that guy in his place because he was kind of obnoxious, you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, talk to Otto. Difficult. I'm gonna text Otto on watch tonight and see if he can set that up. Yeah. Oh my god! He, I just did an interview with him in my home last week, guys. Who Otto? Otto von Bush. <laughs> Otto, yes, he was just. We yeah, just did been... an interview last week with Lisa, the you know the Hawaiian uh, pineapple queen, loyal. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. Yes, I interview people yeah, he, when they want to come over towards me, and I interview them here. It's awesome. He he's been on our show. I think the past three or so weeks, he had the whole. We had, we actually debuted the whole storyline with his father. That actually um, yeah. debuted on our show, and um, 
<clears throat> and you know nobody knew about it till our show. And then yeah, Otto's just been popping in randomly for the last couple of weeks uh, to say hi. So, yeah. Yeah. Otto von I, Bart, and, 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 and I and I'm sure that he's listening right now. But here's what we're gonna do, Brandy. Real quick here, we're gonna yeah. take a quick pause. We got five minutes here with you. Here's what we're gonna. Big Swing, I want you to try and call our guest right now. And if we can't get her hooked up, Brandy, would you be willing to stick around uh, a little sure. longer time till uh, we have our, our, our final guest, Miss Bazique? Yeah, I have nowhere to go. <laughs> All right. She's got beer to drink, but that's she can do that on the air. All right. Um, let, me, yeah, yeah, and, uh, let me see if I can do this. And maybe uh, – Maybe you could take a poll with all, everybody that's watching you live right now, uh, how much they love the icon and how they want his autograph and uh, how amazing he is. Maybe you could take that poll right now. And then the other uh, thing yeah, is, you know, you mentioned you, Can I make a side poll? The mention Can I make that, a side poll? Yeah. Yeah, you a know, you mentioned poll that would be, you uh, people, how much this show benefits from being hosted by Big Swing. We can have double polls here. Anyways, I'm going to give them a call. <laughs> Hang on. Well, you can't forget well, Granny you know, here, guys. I mean, you well, know. Well, no, that's a given, Granny. You being on the show makes the show. That, that's like, a given. The, Hang on, guys. I got to call them first. Oh, hold on, guys. Hold on. Hold on. Stop. Hello. Lisa, can we help you? Hey, uh, yeah. Hey, uh, hi. Dee, uh, this is... Uh, uh, this is Icon with Attitude Air Live. We're going to be going. We're going to put you on hold. We're going to go to you in about five minutes. Uh, we just wanted to make sure that we can get the connection set up. We'll go to you in five minutes. I'll introduce you, then we'll bring you on, and we'll go to you. Okay? That sounds, sounds good. good. Okay. Thanks, Steve. All right. So we're going to put him on hold here. All right. All right. All right, and uh, Brandy, you're, you're going to be sti- uh, you're going to be sticking on with us anyway. Uh, we're going to put you on hold uh, and have the re- your uh, all your fans can listen to the rest of the show. Uh, and then if uh, anybody wants to uh, call in to any of our other guests, you know, you gave them the number. Uh, we we take yeah. calls. Uh, and then anybody that calls in the show, uh, the 100th caller to this show gets an autograph from the icon. And unfortunately, we're not even close to that. So uh, we'll go. We'll, we'll continue. Let's do. Um, <laughs> let's do this while they're listening. If anybody wants to see Brandy versus Jim Bob, uh, uh, right into the show as well. We, we can set that up. <laughs> That would be interesting. Does he actually like push uh, like a shopping cart full of items to beat the crap out of people with? I think so. I don't, yeah. yeah, he does. Yeah, he, yeah, does. he does. Um, then I've already met. Yeah, him. I've, I've seen a picture. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he, I've, I've seen him twice now. Uh, he was definitely part of uh, my area of uh, Orange County-ish, LA County-ish, you know, style area. And uh, he, he usually has his. He usually has his attorney, uh, uh, Willie Robinson, pushing him around usually. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on how much beer it was that night, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're derailing here real quick. we got about two minutes left with Brandy, and then what we'll do, like I say, we'll uh, – uh, We'll uh, we'll put you on hold, and you can listen to the show. Sure. And then, uh, uh, if there's time at the end, when I announce who our guests are for next week, uh, we can bring you back on, and we can all close out the show together. How's that sound? Sure, that sounds awesome. Yeah, works for me. Okay, so so here's what we're gonna do, uh, Big Swing. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna go ahead and introduce our next guest, and then okay. uh, we'll uh, and then we'll we'll go from there, and then we'll talk to our next guest. And then uh, we'll talk to our third guest, and we'll bring Brandy on at the end when I announce who the guests are for next week. 
All right. So Brandy, Brandy's line has been muted. So if she wants to, you know, curse you and talk crap or whatever, she can do that, and we won't be able to hear it on the air. So that's good. Um, I'm gonna put her through the second guest right now. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, about to enter the ring is the coolest author of the coolest title book that I have ever read. And it's called uh, something, uh, she's going to tell us about it, Love Being Naked or something like that. Uh, she's going to talk to us about that. Ladies and gentlemen, let's bring her on right now. Uh, we have D. Mayo. Woohoo! Thank you. <laughs> so if you want to go ahead and do that one, then we'll talk to you. Thank you very much. Uh, I did send you the liner, didn't I? I am. Can you hear me? Yeah, 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 we can. Go ahead. Yeah, okay, perfect. So thank you, thank you very much. So, yes, the title of the book is called Happy Naked, and it's a guide that is going to allow you to love the skin that you're you're in. And um, so it is based on different things such as, you know, implementing different elements in your life. Because when you love the body and the skin that you're in, you are, like, you show up in life with such a confidence that, you know what, it's something that I believe is priceless. And, um, and we're living in a society right now, there is a lot of a struggle with mental health and different things that are happening, depression, anxiety, high level of stress, we're li- what, like um, diseases like, you know, cardiovascular conditions and all that kind of stuff. It's really taking us away from pleasure, from joy, from happiness, from confidence. So the idea of this book, it is to bring all these different um, elements together where you actually feel happy naked. That is the idea. And uh, how long has the book been out? Uh, it came out in July. Uh, it was available on Amazon. And, um, and then I actually did a four-month book launch in September. But it's been available since July. And uh, when, you, uh, when you're able to get a few copies, I know that you talked about sending a few autographed copies so we can give away to our fans. And I also want to say that you have got – the, the coolest accent I've ever seen of any guest that we've ever had on this show so far. <laughs> Thank you. Well, besides Jim Bob, anyway. So, yeah, right. Uh, so we have uh, we have uh, Dee uh, Mago as our guest here. We got about uh, 29 minutes here left with Dee, and uh, we're uh, we're going to go through this. And uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Happy Naked is your book. What what uh, Got you decided to write that, uh, write the book. How long did it take you to write the book, and how did you come up with the title? Okay, so um, it was so the book was written in different phases. So I actually wrote it. That, well, let's start. Let's let's back up a little bit because the reason why I started writing the book it is because I found myself, you know, providing all these different tips and strategies you know, to my clients, to the people that I was talking to. I'm like, you know what, this is a good material that I can share in a book. That was how everything kind of the spark that, um, that gave me to start writing. And um, I 
the process itself took me about three years just the process, but I have to, like I wrote it, then I, you know, I work close with an editor and, um, and then putting all these different pieces together, which is what actually is the final work, the one, the, the, what you guys see today, it is all the work that I did with that editor, going back and forth, yes, this is a good idea that I want to share, this is not, this is not a line. And um, once I had a final draft, then it's when I actually went through the whole process of publishing, which is a whole different process. And, um, and then after, like, once I have my final draft, until I made the decision to actually take it out, it took me about a year. And, uh, and that year later, when I contacted the publisher, I knew there was a person that I wanted to work with. Then that process altogether took about, four months and um, it is it is a very like when we're looking at a book it is a very very interesting process to go through because um, it could be a life-changing in a way that for me it is about putting all the stuff together and I'm like wow so it is you know it's like a like a diary like a journal so you're working through it and you're like wow look at all the stuff that um, like I'm I'm putting together, right, for people to, uh, to change their life in a, in a positive way. And, um, and then by the time that it was published in Amazon, then it's all about just getting the word out there, you know, getting people to know about the book and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's all different phases, and each phase requires a different um, kind of effort and attention. And, and how you're going to actually from editing and putting all the content together to publishing, then now it's all about marketing. It is about putting my mind into all these different places, right, as I keep moving forward. And uh, now that the book is out, it is, um, it is a, you know, an amazing, amazing experience. It's, it's about feeling accomplished. And, uh, and, and it's something that, when we're looking, when I am looking at the kind of job that I'm doing, it is what am I leaving behind? How, how am I helping people? Like what is the thing that when they, you know, look at themselves or they actually got the opportunity to work with me, it is I want to, I want to know that I actually change their lives in a, in a positive way. Uh, Dee Meg Magoa uh, is our guest here. We have uh... – well, we have about uh, 25 minutes here left with Dee. And, uh, uh, Dee, I just want to take a uh, quick little pause here. I want to give a shout-out to uh, a friend, a mutual friend that you and I lost uh, about a month uh, month ago, uh, Rick Titan, uh, yes. the, the fake razor. Um, and yes. uh, we, we both miss him. And uh, he, he did pass away three days after he was on our show. So... Wow. Uh, we want to. We know he's watching over us. We want to send a shout out to uh, uh, his family. And uh, uh, this uh, this interview is dedicated to the memory of Rick Titan, uh, a great friend of ours. Wow. Yes. And uh, you know, it's uh, thanks for for saying that because uh, I'm so grateful that he he introduced us both. 
And, uh, and it makes me so sad that I'm here talking to you and I cannot even share with him later. You know what? Or tell him thank you for this. I, I'm going to cry now. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, uh, yeah. So anyway... I, I- yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I, I'm getting a little emotional myself. So what we'll do here, uh, um, we'll, we'll take another quick pause. Uh, we're we're going to have you do that liner here real quick for us, and then we're going to uh, send it on over to, uh, uh, we'll send it on over to uh, Granny Hulkster, and she can ask you a few questions. But uh, what I'll do is I'll count you down from five, and then we'll have you do that liner, and then uh, we'll continue with the interview, okay? Okay, that sounds good. All right, here we go, ready? Five. Four, three, two, one. Hello. Go ahead. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. Hello. Uh, read the liner. Go oh. ahead. Okay, perfect. So, um, so thank you, thank you, thank you. So this is about you know, uh, talking more about the um, you know, building a healthy lifestyle, being happy in in your own body and uh, building the confidence, right? That's what it's, uh, that is a big, big, big um, thing nowadays. We're looking at so many challenges that we have through, through life, the economy affecting a lot of people, politics, all that kind of stuff. So, but what about started, start to taking care of yourself from a very proactive way, from uh, taking the time to build that confidence and the confidence is built. Um, one of the, the one way to build that confidence is about being happy in your own body. When you look at yourself naked in the mirror, it is about being happy with what you see. And uh, and that's what it's you know that's what I'm all about when it when it comes to um, to helping people <clears throat> to feel better, to up their game, to be able to have more pleasure in life to have more joy. And when you are living in this wonderful body that you are able to shape, um, it is just amazing. It is, uh, it is something that I think it's, it's priceless to be able to also age um, in a way that you are agile, you, are ener- that you have energy, that you feel that you can do everything no matter, no matter what. So that is something that it is very, very, very cool to go through and see a lot of people around me that uh, can age gracefully. It is amazing. Uh, Dee Mago, uh, Mago is our guest here. we got uh, 20 minutes here left with uh, Dee. So uh, we're going to go around the room here, then we'll come back to me. Uh, Gray, what do you got for our guest, uh, Dee Margo? Ma- well, Mago, sorry. I, I admire the fact when she mentioned about people – with mental illnesses because my son is 32 years old. He was diagnosed with bipolar one disorder at 11 years old. And for 23 and a half years, I was a single mom, you know, taking care of my son, helping him. And he just found out recently he's going to have to have cataract surgery on both of his eyes in January. His right one's the worst one. He's a borderline diabetic. And, you know, growing up, he was always picked on by people at school. He was – all he ever wanted in life was just to be accepted by people, you know, and just to be loved. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, you mentioned about the holidays and the depression. I mean, every holiday, I mean, he has been going through such a struggle these last past several months. I mean, even before he found out he had the eye problem, he just he's just been struggling so much with his lifestyle and you know my my concern is that if something ever happens to me and my husband he's not going to have anybody there you know to help him along and you know so i just admire the fact when you mentioned about the people with mental illnesses you know and the depression and everything cuz that really hits hard hits home with me very much so and I just don't know, you know, I'm I'm trying to figure out what I can do to help him get through these challenges right now that he's facing, you know, and it's difficult, you know, and, and I'm going to be having to stay with him in his apartment pretty much the whole month of January after he has his surgeries, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, I I don't really know what kind of question I can ask, but it just, I just wanted to express his challenges, you know, because when you were talking about mental illness, that really, you know, hit, that really hit close to home with me. Yeah, and you know what, um, I'm glad that you're sharing that, and I really, really appreciate that you're opening up and you're getting to share this, you know, with all of us. Because I'm sure you're not the only one, right? And, uh, and one of the challenges that a lot of people are going through when they are in the position that you're in and that your son is, it is very hard to share and open up. Not everybody understands. And uh, there is a, lo- a lot of judgments around many things when it comes to mental illness. And um, on the other side, the, the fortunate thing about about technology and all the things that we're getting to discover as a result of a lot of different research uh, <clears throat> that is done through, you know, for the last 20, 30 years, it is that when we're looking at mental illness, exercise, it is, it, it works magic. But here's the challenge when I'm looking to, let's say, you know, there's like, um, someone that is depressed and we're telling that person, you know what? Exercise helps. The, the challenge is motivation because you're so depressed that you don't really have the motivation to actually get up and do one push-up. On the other side, it is if we, if we look at exercise from the perspective of, which is what I always talk about, um, we're not looking at, doing, at going two hours to the gym. It is just do one push-up. Just do one. The, the thing is, when you do one, you actually are like, oh, fuck, I did one. Oh, my God, I, I, I just dropped the F word. But anyway, um, you say, wow, I did one push-up. Now I will do five. And uh, if you do one squat, you say, you know what? If I actually took the time and the energy to do one squat, then I will do five. And, um, and that sometimes it's all it takes is just to be kind with yourself and say, you know what, today I'm going to do only one push-up. Tomorrow I may do two only. And, uh, and without having that expectation that exercise has to be um, like everybody is showing exercise to be. If we're looking at social media, if we're looking at all the marketing when it comes to fitness, it is all about a six-pack and having big muscles 
or right now having a big booty. And it's not about that. It is about start building that consistency that is going to help a lot of us to feel better with ourselves. And, um, and then as a result of that, you're starting doing one push-up. And, I'm, you know, I'm saying push-up as, as an example, but it could be with anything. It could be go, going for a walk. It could, be, um, it could be doing a plank. It could be anything. You just, you just name it, right? It is just one thing that you do a day. On the other side, when we're looking at um, the, the chemistry and all the things that are uh, in our brain, magnesium helps a lot. Um, you know, making better, um, healthy food choices also helps because a lot of the times what happens with the different mental illness, and there's tons of research around this as well, that um, food actually make a big, big difference when we start making better choices. And, I, and I'm going to say this, again, it's not about just going from eating junk and then you're going to be vegetarian now. It's not going to happen overnight. It, is, it goes with one day I'm going to have an apple instead of a cookie. And, um, and then, or you can have the cookie and the apple, you know, but, but you never had the apple before, so let's have both. And then you just keep adding all these different things that the result or the benefit of implementing all these little things in life is consistency. And when we look at consistency, then we're going to start seeing that the motivation increases. All the chemistry in the body starts shifting in a positive way where you feel better, um, where, you know, like the depression, it might not be a thing anymore. When all the different things that are happening, for example, with your son and the eyes and all that stuff, it is, it is something that, um, you know, he might even, it, it, it is challenging no matter what, uh, going through what he's going to go through for sure. But um, when we start putting and doing the right things with our body, our mindset also shifts. And, uh, and another thing that I, a lot of people that I follow uh, talk about, and I do this myself, is gratitude. And, um, and it's about doing that every single day. Just we, I, I come from Venezuela. I grew up... Um, I came to Canada in, in 2001, so I have been here for 18 years already. And, um, and I got to say that with all the things that are happening <coughs> in Canada with politics and economy and all that stuff, sometimes we forget how lucky we are by having so many resources available to us. And uh, when I compared, you know, my lifestyle to all the struggles that my family goes through back home where they actually have challenges finding food because there's no freaking food in the grocery store. You're like, you know what? I really need to start being more grateful about the things that I have. And that actually changed your mindset completely as well. And it's a whole exercise that we got to do every day where we got to repeat, you know what? I'm thankful for having a house. I'm thankful for you know, um, being able to communicate with people that use my words. Um, I'm thankful because, you know, one day I, 
I'm happier than yesterday or or because I had, you know, a healthier food today. It could be anything. So those are things that are definitely um, little things that we can implement every day and go day by day. This is not a three-month plan or, a, or like a year plan. This is, you know what, I'm, do this, I'm doing this today and tomorrow it's another day. And I'm going to be grateful because I got to do one push-up. I'm going to be grateful because I had an apple instead of a cookie. Um, and you have access to the apple also, right? All those different things. You know, um, well, I was saying all of that is, is, is great and, and amazing. And it, it's um, the, uh, the mind over matter concept of, of, you know, conquering demons that aren't necessarily, you know, self brought on, um, you know, like depression and like, you know, different feelings and things that, that, you know, uh, alter your life. But uh, I guess the, the, the main thing here though, is when you have something that's as crippling as that. And, and your, your book, um, it, and I have read excerpts and things from it. it. It definitely has a lot of really good motives and a lot of really good techniques and strategies and, and, and positive things. But have what, like, I guess the way I'm going to phrase it, I don't want to sound negative cause I'm, I'm not trying to, but the, somebody who's deep into something like that, especially depression, to they they may have and I've dealt with this before and I've seen it many times they may they have a an ingrained sense of well I can try to do something just like everybody else but I always seem to find a way to mess it up and actually getting those people to do that I I know people who would say all right well one push up a day I'll start with that or a cookie instead of a whatever or this or whatever and then they get in their mind Oh, well, it's not working and it's not going to work and I screwed it up and it's my fault and blah, 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 blah. And then it spirals all back again. Is there a particular way or method that you have that would get somebody uh, that is so ingrained, like to actually start doing it? Because I think once they start doing a method, I think they can really change their life. I think getting them on the saddle uh, is, is the hardest part, really, in all of this. Um, one of the things that I. I, I have seen with my clients, for example, is first of all, the person that is going through that got to ask for help. That is the first step, right? Because no matter how much I want to help you, and I, I completely understand what you're talking about, actually, and that because it goes with motivation. It goes with not being in the right mind. So there is no point oh, yeah. that, like, um, it, it gets to a point that you don't see anything to be grateful for. It is just as simple as that. And, um, and, and it takes a lot of effort to even say, I'm grateful for uh, having a house or, you know, like have, we're, you know, having a winter coat or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but sometimes, first of all, the person that is going through, it has to come to a place to say, you know what, I cannot do this alone. Because doing mm-hmm. this alone, obviously, it doesn't happen because you always go back into that you know, it's not perfect. This is not about perfection. This is not a perfect lifestyle. There is no perfection in this world other than our own human body. Our human body is the most perfect machine that 
anybody can see in this universe. Or maybe there are other mm-hmm. amazing things in the universe, but at, at least in this planet, right? And, um, but the thing is, ask for help. When the person asks for help, the next thing that really, really helps to start moving away from um, that mindset, it is accountability. Because uh, let's say, you know, I would say, you know, Scott, I'm in this position. I really need your help. And I'm not asking you to come and work out with me, but probably just, um, you know, give me a call and say, you know what, everybody's different on how uh, they want to be held accountable. I'm just giving an example, right? Like, you know what, you know, Scott, text me every day and say, you know what, how are you doing? Don't really ask me about my workout, but just the fact that I know you're sending me a text, it is like, a, oh, my God, I get to do my one squat. <laughs> okay? And, um, and those are the things. It's like, uh, it's like anything, anything like, um, like addiction, for example, because when we are in that, mind, in that mindset, it is we become addicted to uh, those negative thoughts. And, uh, and we need to treat that as an addiction, actually. And, uh, and it's, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is unfortunate, but it's all in our mind. It's all like, a, you know what, I have never experienced anything better than this in my life, or I have been treated this way, or everybody's judging me. Or, you know, you know the negative thoughts are infinite, and, uh, and that's the reality. It takes, it takes practice as, you know, it's like exercise. Uh, you know, shaping your body, it doesn't happen overnight. So building uh, a positive mindset also doesn't happen overnight. And, uh, and Dean McGoes, our I... guest here. Uh, sorry, I didn't interrupt you. Dean McGoes, our guest here. We've got about uh, six minutes left. I, I did want to uh, get all this in uh, so that uh, you can pitch this. If our fans out there listening uh, wanted to get the book and uh, check you out and see what you're doing and what uh, – you know, do you have a Facebook? You got an Instagram? You got a YouTube? You got a Twitter? You got a Twitch? You got a GoFundMe? And how can they get the book? And how can they follow you? Uh, yes. So um, everybody can follow me on all the different social media platforms. I am. Uh, you can find me as D Health and Fitness, or Be Your Success, or you can search for Happy Naked. So if you want to find the book, you can go to Amazon. And, uh, but definitely you can find me in all social media platforms and definitely you can ask me questions about what we talk about today. And I'm super happy to support people in any way possible. That is my mission in life. Like I am living on purpose when I'm helping people, when I'm helping people to feel better, you know, to, to go through all these different changes and stuff like that. I am um, you know, when I said find accountability partners, I, I, I can be that, right? It's, uh, I'm acting like the accountability partner with guidance, with coaching, with uh, all those different things that are important to get you to feel better in your own body. That is, that is once you get to that point, it's like magic, <clears throat> definitely. But, yeah, follow me on social media, Be Health and Fitness, or Be Your Success. You can find me or you can search for DMAGO. You know, there are many ways that you can find me. And, um, but, yes, so, and I will be happy to hear from, uh, from all of you guys. 
And uh, you know, it's you know, it's interesting. Today's kind of like uh, I, I guess you could call it kind of like a help uh, self help show because uh, you know, just before you came on, we had a, uh, a wrestler that's an amputee. Uh, she she lost her uh, right leg, and I know that she's listening right now. And uh, you know, your, your book can help out uh, uh, basically anybody that uh, you know needs to start feeling good about themselves. Uh, we have uh, uh, we have about uh, four minutes here. Let me got to wrap this up. Uh, but uh, in closing here, if uh, if you could say one thing. To our listeners out there that are feeling down about themselves or uh, are not liking themselves or, uh, you know, going through depression, going through a tough time, what is one thing that you would say to them right now as they're listening uh, to build them up? What would you tell them? Um, I would say the simplest thing is when you feel down and um, – and when, you, when you're doing anything that you think about, it is simple. You know what? Take magnesium. And it doesn't, it sounds like, a, it sounds like something that is not even complicated, and that's exactly what it is. Magnesium, it is proven to create this, this uh, chemical reaction in our brain that is allowing us to move away from that uh, negative mindset. Magnesium, multivitamin. It is something that is proven because exercise, as I said, takes motivation, right? And as, as you said, it's sometimes, but sometimes just as simple as taking magnesium every day, it might be, it might be something more simple than even asking for help to start with. So That is and uh, we we got about uh, we got about uh, 120 seconds here before we got to wrap this up. And uh, we do thank you for joining us today, and uh, uh, thank you for uh, you and I together uh, reliving the memory of uh, Rick Titan. We miss him dearly to this day, and uh, you know, uh, and hopefully uh, when you get the chance, you'll be able to send us a few autographs for our uh, for our giveaway shows in the future. Whatever you can do for us, we sure would appreciate it, and. Uh, we do want to thank you for taking time on your schedule to be with us tonight, and thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you a lot already. <laughs> thank you, Dee, and I'll be in contact with you. I'll send you that address. Where to send the, uh, the goodies that you can send us, and we appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Dee McGold, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, wow, Happy Naked is the book, and uh, you know, every time I look at my look at myself in the mirror when I'm not wearing anything, it, the mirror usually cracks. But uh, we, you know, we can talk about that another time. So our next guest should be calling in here shortly. Uh, is that also a seven one four area code? I do believe so. Yes, it is. Okay, I got. I thought I just thought it was super funny. I, I don't know if it was like a, a language thing or whatnot, but um. You kept being like, hey, can you read the liner? And you you just kept going. Like, I had to put it on mute, yo. It was really funny. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, I I, I got a giggle out of it anyway. I I got a chuckle, and I'm sure uh, sure Brandy did as well. I I picked up on that, too. I thought it was weird. I thought it was funny. Yeah, but but then again, I I don't get as prepared about things as others. We have another. We do have have the other caller on the line here on being 
All right. Well, if you All want right. to put them on, I'll go ahead and uh, we'll get it underway. Uh, let me. Uh, let me let me pop pop this in here. Ba boom. Oh crap! I forgot which which one was Brandy. Okay, no, that's that's the one that's on. Okay. All right, Icon. I'm gonna pop them through. Ladies and gentlemen. Stepping out of the agreement room and walking down the aisle. About to step into the ring with us right now. She gives new meaning to the word healthy body and milk does a body good. And she's going to tell us all about that. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Miss Physique. Hey, guys. This is Christina, Miss Physique. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Husker. Husker. Hulkster. 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 <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we'll, uh, we'll edit it and make it work. Uh, how are okay. you, uh, Miss Physique? I, I like Husker, though. We're going to have to start using that. <laughs> so, uh, we have uh, Miss Physique here with us. So, uh, we have... Uh, well, we have uh, 39 minutes here with Miss Physique. So, uh, uh, first off, if you could tell us, how did you get the name Mrs. Physique, besides obviously marrying Mr. Physique? Well, I when I met my fiancé, uh, my fiancé, his, his name is Devin Physique. That is what he goes by. He's in the fitness industry. And so when we met and I started getting into the fitness industry, it kind of just kind of took its own form one because we obviously were engaged but then because I started getting into fitness as well it just kind of went hand in hand with that and you know my fitness career kind of took off from that as well because I started coaching people and you know making this a big part of my lifestyle and uh with uh with being Miss Physique you obviously uh, do a lot of working out what is your what is your training schedule like? Can you kind of go through like a typical day? Like you get up at like five in the morning, do like a 10 mile run, uh, have a couple <laughs> raw eggs, go to the gym, walk us through your, your schedule. You know, what's so funny is I think that that is a common misconception for people who are in the fitness industry. They just think that everyone does all these insane things. And my, my schedule isn't really going to sound like something that would be something unobtainable that a person could achieve. Um, I compete in the WBFF, which is a fitness organization. So depending on if I am in season or off season, sometimes it changes, but I definitely never run 10 miles like ever, (laughs) never, ever. You'll never catch me doing that. But um, like right now when I'm in season, I'm training for a competition. um, I weight train five to six times a week. And depending on where I'm at in my prep, I also do cardio anywhere usually from 25 minutes to 45 minutes a day. Um, But that's been probably the max I've done is 45 minutes a day. As well as that, I have nutrition I follow every single day. Um, In the industry that I'm in, it's not super, super eat foods that I would eat on a regular basis. Like I'm not drinking raw eggs, cooking my eggs. You know, I still stick to lean foods, chicken, steak, eggs, things like that, really good carbs like oatmeal, potatoes, rice. Um, I don't ever feel like I'm starving. I actually eat quite a lot of food, but food that you and I would eat on a normal basis. And it just stays on the healthier side. Uh, Ms. Bazique is our guest here. We have um, we have 36 minutes here left with uh, Ms. Bazique. So uh, I'm going to ask you another question, and we'll kind of go around, uh, around the room here. Um, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, your diet and what you eat. Um mm-hmm. 
is that uh, is that a diet that, that you came up with, or did someone uh, say this is what you should do, or how did uh, your your diet and food regimen come about? So when I am not in a, a show prep, which usually I'll show prep for about 12 weeks out from my show. When I go on show prep, I actually get a coach for myself because I feel and I strongly believe that there is always somebody who can mentor you and make you better. And so I will get specifically a show coach who, who will tell me exactly what foods he wants to eat for the competitions. But in my off season, which is, you know, the entire rest of the year because I only compete once a year, I do what's called flexible dieting. And it is what fits into your macros. And macros are what you should be consuming on a regular basis to either maintain what you have gain weight, gain muscle, or lose weight. And so with that flexible dieting lifestyle, you kind of fit what you like to eat within moderation into your macros to make it work. So say I was off season and I was still following everything that I wanted to do and getting all those foods in. I was like, hey, I want to have an In-N-Out cheeseburger. There's a way for me to make that work. Obviously, you know, you're going to get your results quicker if you're eating cleaner. But what I love about flexible dieting and what I give to my clients, the more lifestyle clients, is flexible dieting because it teaches them that there aren't bad foods. Are there foods that are better for you? Absolutely. And they're going to help you, you know, stay healthier long-term, but it gives them the flexibility to be like, Oh my gosh, I don't have to have chicken and rice and egg whites every single day to get healthy and lose weight. It shows them that there's flexibility. Uh, Miss Bazique is our guest here. We have, uh, 35 minutes here with Miss Bazique and, you know, uh, I can't thank you enough for taking time on your schedule. And, you know, you mentioned you never run run 10 miles, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure if you saw me at your doorstep, you'd probably take off and run as far as you can for me. I know you would do that. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll kind of go around the room here. Uh, Grady, what do you got for our guest, Miss Physique? we got uh, 34 minutes here with Miss Physique. Well, I just kind of find it ironic, Icon, that we've had these guests on here tonight being that it's so close to the holiday season the new year coming up you know people always one of their biggest resolutions is i want to lose weight i want to lose weight but then they don't ever stick to it you know but i think it's kind of ironic that our guest that we've had on tonight has to do with maybe living a healthier lifestyle and that's what we all want i know that's what i want you know because i mean due to my health issues I mean, yes, I would like to be able to do more than what I can do exercising-wise to try to lose some weight. But, you know, due to two knee replacements and a pacemaker and, you know, a history of blood clots, I can't get out and go work the gym like I would like to. So for somebody that has health issues, what would you – what kind of advice could you give to someone, you know, that may be listening, that may be going through, you know, certain health issues that they can't get out and, you know, go jogging for five miles or, or whatever? Right. And this is, you know, that's something that a lot of people deal with, too, because it's not it's a very common thing for people to have injuries or have health problems where they you know, physically can't do those things like how I would in a gym. But what is also really important that people understand is that, you know, your health and nutrition is 80% of your diet. There, there have been people who have cured their illnesses because they've changed their diet if you really go into depth on those kinds of things. So getting your mm-hmm. nutrition right can, one, make you feel better, but it can also make your body healthier in a way where you physically might start to feel better. Obviously, having a pacemaker and knee replacement, those are some serious things. You know, working with a trainer one-on-one would very much help because they can 
you know, maneuver you themselves and give you what would be right for your body. But fixing your nutrition, you can change a lot about your body from just your diet. So even if you wanted to start there, that's always a good stepping stone because once you start feeling better internally, you get more motivated to do things physically. Like there's been times where I've fallen off my diet and I was like, you know what? I don't really want to, I don't want to, I don't want to do this this month. I just want to like eat whatever I want. It's the holidays. I want to be more flexible without having to think this much. And then I start getting lazy. And then I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, okay, it's been three days. Maybe I'll go, like, after the holidays. And then I get really lazy. And then I start eating bad continuously. And it's like a domino effect. So what I do know is if I start with one thing, it's going to obviously eventually roll into the other. So I'll start getting myself to eat healthier. And then I have more energy. And then I'm like, you know what? I think I'm ready to go back to the gym. So that's just kind of a little example about how like starting something little with what you can do will have effects on you later on with things that you might not be able to do now, but eventually you might be able to do, to do down the line. So I think that's just awesome. getting that nutrition, like that's, that's really key. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that amazing. is awesome. Uh, we have uh, Ms. Physique is our guest here. We got 30 minutes here with Ms. Physique. Uh, Big Swing, what do you got here for our guest, Miss Physique? Uh, well, I kind of – a lot of what I was going to ask has been answered. Um, but, I mean, I guess um, I guess when you look at it, 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 there's a lot of mental in this as well as just physical. There, there's got to be, you know, that, that drive in you to stay – in shape. There's got to be that drive in you to want to get up every day and keep doing this. And I just think it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, the, the mental side of things, uh, cause I mean, anybody can get in shape if they really do it. It's just getting out and actually doing it. And I, you know, I was just, I'm just wondering, uh, has, has fitness always sort of been a hobby of yours or always been something you've been interested in or, or was it really ramped up, uh, you know, when you met your fiance? So I'm really, I'm really glad you mentioned that because I have been putting together some programs, especially for women because I, of what I've gone through, which I'll share, but it is so mental. Like that, that is actually one of the hardest things that I had to overcome personally. And which I now, as I'm going through it, I'm realizing with my own clients that it's a huge roadblock for them. Even for people who are physically capable, if you aren't mentally in that headspace, it can really mess with you. And it, it can just get you into a place where you don't have that drive, like you were saying. And sometimes people ask me, like, you know, Christina, what's your motivation? Like, what what gets you up in the morning? What gets you to the gym? What gets you here and there? And I'm like, you know what? Sometimes I don't want to go. Like, there's definitely times where I'm like, I, I could just stay in bed. Like, I really could just be like, you know, screw this. I don't want to go today. Um, so for me, my drive, when I really think about this, it comes from my entire journey. Um, when I was a kid, I was always a cheerleader and a dancer and a gymnast. So I was always active. But then once I got into college, I broke my ankle. I couldn't, and I couldn't do the things I wanted to do in college. Like I didn't, I couldn't get accepted to the schools I really wanted to get accepted to. So I stopped dancing, stopped cheering. And I was, I was kind of broken. And, you know, like any 21-year-old, you start drinking, you start partying, you know, that becomes more of a priority than anything because, you're, you know, it's new. And so I fell into that, and I gained a lot of weight. I don't think I was ever in a position where I was obese, but I was definitely really unhealthy for a 21-year-old. And that alone did not put me in a position to get places that would make me a physically or mentally or emotionally healthier person. I was just going out to the bars. I was working and then going out to the bars again. That was just what we did on the weekends. 
And so if I think back to then, surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded and who want to be healthier or live, you know, better lives is, is so key. That's going to be number one. That's going to help you push you into these things. But I didn't have that back then. So fast forward, I had moved and I found, um, I had found this gym that was doing these transformation. They were looking for like 30 people to do these transformations. And I was like, you know what? I don't have that big enough of a transformation. They might not pick me. Well, they did. And I was like, oh my gosh, maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't look as good as I thought. And so I did it. And I, you know, I lost a bunch of body fat. I finally liked my body again. I had like that athlete that I wanted back. And so that kind of jump started me. And then I would just kind of dilly dally and like fool around with different kinds of things. Like um, I'd go to yoga. I'd, I'd do um, boot camps at the gym and, I just got that like environment back that I used to have that I wanted. It was, I missed being around people who were active. So that drove me. And then I think it maybe five years ago or so, um, a UFC gym opened up by my house that I lived at and they were doing a thing called the challenge, which you trained for like, I think it was like eight to 12 weeks for this. Um, I don't even know how to explain it. It was like a athletic challenge, like not a bikini show or things like that, but they put you through rounds of different things and you had to compete against other people in your gym and I took that as like a really good way for me to jumpstart, you know my my fitness career I didn't even think it was a career back then but my interest in fitness I went up winning I was the I was the, the first the first place female at my gym and I went on to compete at nationals between the UFC gyms and it was just the coolest thing it reminded me of like why I liked being active so much and not too long after that I met my fiance and he taught me even more about fitness and he showed me what competing was like, and he showed me the WBFF, which, like, my eyes just lit up when I saw it because it reminded me of the stage when I used to do cheer and dance, and now it was mixed with fitness. So I felt like I had my name written all over it. And so there was a show coming up, and we didn't have very long, but I was like, you know what, let's screw it. I'm going to try it. Like, why not, right? And so I did it, and I wound up getting my pro card on my first try. And so just like it just the dominoes just kept falling. Like, it just kept going and going and going. And from there, I was gaining a big following on Instagram, and I had all these women reaching out to me telling me that I inspired them. And I'm like, why? Like, I literally couldn't understand. I'm like, why do I inspire you? And, like, you're sharing your journey. You're being authentic. You're being real. You're being honest. You're showing us that, like, it isn't just easy. Like, you actually showed all the things leading up to it, and you were real and raw about it. And so that made me want to start helping other women. And then I wanted to be a coach. And it it literally just, like – it was a domino effect all the way. But um, when I think back to my story, that's what drives me. Going back to what you were asking, I just think about all the things that I went through to get here. And so when I'm looking at somebody new and they're asking me that question, they're like, how do I get the motivation? And I'm like, you have to dig really, really, really deep. Because I could tell you all the stories in the world and I could tell you what I did, but it's going to take something in you that's just ready to either if it's a change that you're wanting to make, you're going to want, you're going to wake up one day and be like, I'm ready to make that change. Or you're going to be, you're going to be looking through, I don't know, social media long enough at all these people's bodies that you wish you had, or the healthier lifestyle that you wish you had, or like you're looking at your kids and you're like, Oh my gosh, I want to be healthier for them. I want to be able to like run around with them and play soccer. And one day you're going to be like, I, I can't do this anymore. And I want to change. And that will be your motivation. But something just clicks eventually for everybody. It's different. I feel like. Uh, Ms. Fazeek is our guest here. we got, uh, well, we got about uh, 26 minutes here left with Ms. Fazeek. Uh, now, 
I want to talk about your condition, uh, your condition, your your competition here in a second. But uh, we have a couple uh, tweeted messages, uh, and uh, our, our some of our fans would like to ask you a couple questions. I'll understand if you don't want to ask them, but they're not coming back from me; they're coming from our fans. Uh, would you be willing okay. to? Uh, if if you want to answer them, great. If not, just say pass on that. Okay. Uh, okay, that's fine. Uh, Marcus8220 says, uh, your previous guest wrote a book called Happy Naked. Are you? I guess they're referring to you. Am I happy naked? <laughs> you, I am. And that's, you know, I, I, it, I, I'm laughing. <laughs> why I laugh at that is because, you know, obviously one of the things about getting into a healthier life is like you really like the way you look physically. And I mean, for me, the whole journey of getting healthier made me not only physically look better, but it also made me mentally and emotionally more stable and a better person. So I think it well-rounded me as a whole, but yeah, I mean, let's be real. Like looking better naked is the goal. (laughs) So yes, I do. And uh, Martin 316 asks, uh, what do you bench? Oh my! I I never work out chest, <laughs> so I'm not right, sure. Well, there you go, guys. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if you were to, uh, you know, you do lift weights, obviously, right? Right. So, uh, well, let me ask you this: uh, when you're when you're doing the lift, uh, do you do uh, do you do a machine or do dead weights or uh, what is your favorite kind of? lifting per se and uh how much can you lift you know i never because i i'm 32 and i really really have been through a lot with my body when it comes to like gymnastics and cheerleading and things like that i never push myself to the point where i'm trying to like max out on anything because i'm not wait you're how old i'm 32 Oh, Jesus. Okay, my my mic skipped, and it sounded like you said 72, and I was like, what the hell? I, th- I, thought, I thought you said that, too. Yeah, I was, okay, so it wasn't just my headphones. Okay, all right, scared me for a minute there. All right. Yeah, you know, when I first started training, I thought it was cool to try and, like, max out on things and see how much I could lift, but now I, I feel like I personally get more results out of, like, mind-muscle connection and really focusing on my lifts. Like, sometimes I will walk away from a gym session more sore using, like, lower, lower weights and just focusing on really slow reps versus trying to, like, power through a really, really heavy deadlift. So it just kind of depends. I like to mix and match. Um, I definitely will try a lot of different things. I'll use machines. I'll use free weights. Um, I'll use TRX bands. I'll, I'll use a mix of everything. But um, focusing on compound lifts is really important. Those are the things that are going to build build you. And one of the mistakes that I made when I first started started training back before I really knew what I was doing, I was doing a crazy amount of cardio, and I wasn't trying to lift heavy. I was scared of weights, and I was doing a lot of boot camp classes, so I wasn't really – building I was just kind of losing weight and I mind you I looked healthy but I wasn't changing my shape and that's another thing that I think is a big misconception for women is they think that they shouldn't use weights they shouldn't strength train because they're going to look like a dude or that you know that's manly but realistically like you have to really be eating a lot and feeding yourself to to do that and um, that's why I really really preach that strength training is is so important even like the 
the bikini girls with the best physiques out there that look super feminine in these magazines, they all strength train. So I like to mix and match everything and not overdo it on the cardio until it's showtime. That's when it kind of comes back into play a lot. Now, uh, in your competition, you say that uh, you have the comp- uh, competition once a year. When uh, When is the competition and what do you need to do to qualify? So for to actually qualify for the competitions, you don't need to do anything to qualify as an amateur if it's your first show. Um, to compete as a pro, you have to win your division at an amateur show. So that would qualify you to compete with the pros. But as far as like being an amateur, you can, you can just go compete in them. Um, it's advised you get a coach. It's advised you get a posing coach. There are things like that. But um, you don't have to do anything to qualify except be 18 years old, I believe, to compete at, at an amateur level. Um, and this is – I'm speaking for the WBFF, too. I'm not sure what it is in other organizations, but that's for this one. Um, I was originally competing in the WBFF in their bikini category, which means I would do a bikini round. Um, and then I would also do an evening gown round. And what's different about the WBFF and and events like um, the Olympia with like NPC competitors and things like that is the WBFF is also a little bit more glamorous. It's almost like pageant meets um, fitness. They like their girls to look a little bit more full and a little bit healthier, not as depleted as some of the other um, organizations get. So that's what I did my last two shows. My last pro show, which was my first one, was – um, April of last year, I decided along with my coach that my body fit more of the fitness category, which is the level up. And so we've been taking a nice long off season to grow. And I'm going to be competing at that show again in April in Los Angeles. And I believe it's April 6th. And uh, for the fitness division, they have you do the same thing with your bikini round. Um, but for the other round, instead of an evening gown, they'll have you do a theme wear, which is really cool. So it's what I, I love the WBFF because it's just it's just so different. Uh, we have uh, Miss Physique here as our guest here, and uh, we're, we're just rolling with this. we got 20 minutes here, and I, I'm really enjoying this. Now, uh, I, I, I do have a couple interesting uh, – I, I don't know if you want to – if I can ask this, I'll understand. If you don't want to answer, just say, and what's your next question, and we'll move on. But, uh, you know, okay. you mentioned you do a bikini contest, and you, do, uh, you don't do an evening gown. You do this and that. Now – uh, do you have, uh, do you get, you pick out your own outfits or do you have, uh, people that make the stuff that you wear and they sponsor you and they pay you to wear their items? How does that work? Or is that not a thing? Hello? Hello? Um, she uh she got cut off there. Icon, what did you do? I I, I had to step aside to to put the other station on Monday Night Football. What, what did what happened? What'd you say? I I didn't do anything. Uh, oh no no no, she's back. Hang on. Hi, okay. sorry, I don't know what happened. Oh, I, I thought okay, Icon I scared here. you away again. Okay. No, <laughs> I was like, That's that was good. bad timing to ask me a question, and I lost him. Um, yeah, I, think I was what you like, asked me was I had about to step my... away for a second because I had to do something. And I was like, what the hell did you say? I was about to yell at him. All right, continue. <laughs> um, I think you were asking me about um, the costume. Yeah, yeah. Now, does, uh, does uh, like, certain uh, companies pay to wear their stuff, or do you pick your own? How does that come about, or is that not a thing that people pay to wear their their swimwear and whatnot? 
Um, you do pick your own. Um, it's a very prestigious organization. So your presentation and how you present yourself, which includes what you wear, is something that you are judged on. So there are different companies that make these suits, and usually what you'll do is you'll go to them with your ideas, um, usually what, what color you want, the kind of um, shape of the bikini that you want, but they definitely have a standard that you need to, you know, uphold. Um, there are also, you know, once you get to be a pro, once you get, you know, you're not, you know, your name known and things like that, sometimes companies will sponsor you um, and make things for you to wear to represent them like, like any other brand would. But um, yeah, there are specific companies that design these, these um, suits specifically for these shows. And for our fans that don't know, what does the WBFF stand for? World Beauty, Fitness, and Fashion. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, did you not win the WBFF Pro Diva? I, my first show, I competed as a, um, a bikini competitor, and, as, and they, call, they call them all divas. I think that's, what's diff, that's kind of their thing and their way in um, separating the WBFF from other organizations. And that's another reason why they're like the more glamorous, like runway. Like we don't, we don't pose like bodybuilders. We pose however we want. Um, more so like you were, if a girl was to walk up to a camera, like they were doing a photo shoot, that's how we pose versus, you know, hitting really hard flexing positions and things like that. Now, do they have rules about like, uh, the outfits that you wear about, uh, being revealing or too revealing? Uh, is, mm-hmm. is there any rules to that effect? There are, there, there are a few specific ones. Like there's one specific one they hold a big standard to, and it's, and it's in your posing. Um, a lot of the other posing organizations, or not posing organizations, bodybuilding organizations, when the girls turn around and they show their hamstrings and their glutes, they kind of bend over a little bit towards the front. And it is a little bit of a revealing pose. And so they don't, do not let any of the girls do that. Like they want them straight up and down, legs crossed, not, not separate like if you're facing the back there's certain ways you need to position your body so it doesn't come off a certain way like there's there are standards that they want you to hit um as far as the bottoms they don't they don't reveal as much of your glutes as npc competitors um but as far as anything else i think it's pretty standard there is a certain height heel they want you to have um but usually everything, if you were, like, a new competitor or interested, if you just went on the WBFF's website, they have all the rules, like, the standard rules on there listed for you and, like, what you can and can't do. So let's say – let me put this scenario out there. Say that, uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, you have to stand straight up and down and this and that. Mm-hmm. So say that, you know, you're up there and, you know, you kind of – you know, you, you're kind of into what's going on and everybody's like, ooh, and on you and cheering, you got flashlights going off and, you know, you do, you know, you do a little bend over thing. Now, do they, do you get disqualified? Do they take points off or is it not a point system? Is it, what, what is it, what is it based on? So there, um, 40% of your overall score is your physical um, appearance when it comes to like your build and how you fit the category that you're in. Um, 40% of it is presentation. I'm, I'm sorry, 40% of it is marketability and 20% is your presentation and your look. So that marketability thing is huge because you can pose however you want to pose because how you can present yourself however you want to present yourself, that marketability category 
fits a lot because, you know, you can have a bunch of amazing physiques walk on the stage, but sometimes people just have that it factor that makes them stand out a lot more. So that fits into there. But in your presentation, if you're presenting your body in a way that is not WBFF standards, they're going to mark you down for sure. So there are, I, I haven't specifically heard of anybody getting disqualified, but I'm sure it can happen like anything, like any other organization. So with that being said, uh, you know, because of certain things you have to wear, you, you never really have to worry about like a wardrobe malfunction of any kind, correct? I mean, it can happen definitely, especially like um, the bikinis probably not so much, but I mean, it's really easy for things to come unclassed and things like that, like anything else. So, I mean, if your suit's made well, I don't think you should ever have to worry about that. But, um, you know, there's some girls in, like, the theme wear rounds for the fitness girls. A lot of them – it's almost like um, if you've seen the Victoria's Secret fashion show, how the girls have, like, wings on and big things like that. That's kind of how the fitness division is, which is really freaking cool. But, you know, one of the girls – I saw one of the girls' wings break once. And so that obviously was, like, really hard for her to do it, so she had to make that work. So maybe not wardrobe malfunctions in a way where you reveal yourself, but wardrobe malfunctions in a way where something might come, might, might break or things like that. But it doesn't happen too often. And uh, about Miss Physique here, we got, uh, oh, we got about, uh, well, 12 minutes here left with uh, Miss Physique. And uh, uh, we're going to do a couple uh, ego questions here real quick, then we'll kind of go back to uh, your competition questions. Uh, the first uh, ego question I have for you is, um, uh, the icon made you a cool collector's card and sent that to you on Messenger. What did you think of that? I'm sorry, say that one more time. Uh, I, I made you a cool collector's card. What did you think of that? Oh, the one with all the pictures and stuff on it? Yeah. It was awesome. I was actually trying to look for that again before our call, and I couldn't find it in the message. Well, what, I'll, what I can do here is I can uh, I can resend that to you on uh, Instagram so you can utilize it. Okay, yeah, because right now all I see, it just says photo, and it won't let me click on it, but I do remember. Did you check the spam folder? Um, in Instagram? No, I'm just messing with you. It. It's, it's, oh, uh, like, it was an icon jab. <laughs> There's not a spam folder in here. Uh, I, I just I just sent out a messenger, so you should get it. And uh, the other thing is, uh, if if you're able to, do you think you'd be willing to send us some autographs for some giveaways too? Yeah, um, I don't really know how much I could do for giveaways. I don't really have anything, but I could probably do some photos and stuff. That would be perfect. Yeah, whatever you can do is perfect. Uh, and yeah. uh, so we so we can get this in here real quick. If our fans wanted to check you out um, and. Uh, you know, uh, she's definitely gorgeous. But if uh, our fans wanted to check you out and see you, uh, do you have a Facebook? You got an Instagram? You got a YouTube? You got a Twitter? You got a Twitch? You got a GoFundMe? What do you got? I've got. I've got. We have. Um, we have a YouTube channel between me and my fiance. Um, my Instagram is my main thing right now. But um, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Um, I have a Twitter. I don't use it. But Instagram is the main. The main thing as, as well as YouTube and TikTok right now. And, uh, you know, if our fans want to check uh, you out, Miss Physique, on uh, that's uh, M R S P H Y S I Q U E. If they want to check you out, is there any. uh, uh, I I just, if I could, real quick, I just want to ask you about a couple pictures that you have there. Sure. 
Uh, there's a picture where you're like wearing like a lumberjack outfit, and uh, there's a guy standing. It looks like you you hit him in the mouth with a weight or something. Yeah. <laughs> what was going on there? <laughs> well, that was that that was Halloween, and um, I'm also a hairstylist and makeup artist, and so I utilize Halloween to bust out my special effects makeup tools and we didn't really have any costumes and I saw that that clown makeup on YouTube and I wanted to recreate it and so I recreated it on myself and I kind of made like a gangster clown looking thing and I'm like well maybe I should make Devin a clown too and so I made him one and I'm like well I kind of want to do something weird so I started to try and like make it look like I had wired his mouth shut with with um liquid latex and tissue and just some like special effects makeup. Well, and, uh, well, you know, I definitely wouldn't uh, refuse that if you want to do that to me. If you need someone to carry your bags or, uh, you know, oil you up before a competition, hey, I uh, I know you're hiring, so I'll put in the application. Now, uh, uh, now there's another one here. It's a video. Uh, you're you're climbing some type of rope or something. Um, is it? I'm climbing a rope. Is it in a gym? Yeah. Um, if I, if I'm correct, that was back in Orange County. That was actually not too long before my first show. And it was the first time that I actually realized that I had upper body strength. again. <laughs> I had no idea I could do that. And, uh, uh, you know, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you're engaged to, uh, Mr. Physique. Uh, that's, that's obviously the last name. It's not a giving name or anything. Uh, right. have you guys uh, set a big day and when is it? If you can no, we haven't. We actually haven't set a big date. Um, when we got engaged, um, May of two of 2018, and we had so much going on this past year and everything that we really haven't set aside time. We, we in that time we moved. I changed careers. Um, Devin's been building a few more of his like online businesses as well as I've been doing for myself. So we've had a lot going on. But I I would hope probably like tw- end of 2020, sometime in 2021. Um, probably looking forward to that yeah i i myself actually got engaged uh in july of uh 2019 yeah. and our big day is uh september 26th of 2020 awesome and uh you know we'll send you an invitation you can uh come and uh uh lift me down the aisle i'll i'll carry you guys <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, one other thing I want to ask real quick. It's kind of like a it's, a, it's a video. I don't know if it's like your your breakfast or whatever, but uh, it's like uh, it's like uh, it's like eggs on toast and something like that. Is that like was that uh-huh. your breakfast this morning? That was. I actually um, I started going back on my prep for my show this past week, so that was um, on my plan from my coach to eat this morning. It was two slices of Ezekiel bread two whole eggs and a tablespoon of almond butter. Did you just say a tablespoon of butter? You just eat that stuff? Of, 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 of almond butter. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I was, was going to yeah. say that. You're that's, like, that's, um, that's, I'm that's confused. Pretty, <laughs> that's pretty amazing. Hey, she's eating butter, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Just almond butter. That's That's pretty typical. And uh, now, Mr. Physique, he actually he's he's uh, does uh, competition as well. Uh, is he does he do a different uh, competition, or uh, does he uh, compete in the same arena that you do uh, for the for the guys per se? 
Devin actually doesn't compete at all. He does not like competing. He's done, I think, two. I know he's done one for sure, but maybe two shows. And this was back in the beginning of his career, probably like seven or eight years ago. He's just not one for the stage. Um, he uses fitness as a lifestyle, and he does online coaching and um, a lot of just a lot of business stuff with his fitness. And he'll do in-person training as well. But he's never liked the competition side of fitness. For him, it's like he doesn't. He doesn't really, he's like, I don't really care if somebody's going to tell me if I look good or not. And he doesn't like the stage. But for me, I love being on stage. So I like eat it up and he's like, meh. So he doesn't compete at all. He's just the best supporter. And he just comes to my shows. And uh, you, you may have already mentioned it, uh, or we may have got cut off when I asked that. But when is, uh, when is the next com- uh, competition for you? Um, it'll be, I think, I want to say it's April 6th. I know it's in April for sure, but I think it's April 6th in Los Angeles. And uh, would you be willing to uh, come back on either before your competition or after your competition? Because uh, anybody that's went after uh, a title that's been on the show has always won that. So, uh, you know, uh, you Let's can come it. back on the show <laughs> as uh, uh, Miss WBFF Major Hotness or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. We can definitely do that. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you, we do thank you for uh, joining us uh, uh, tonight and uh, for taking time out of your schedule, and you have been most awesome. And if we didn't scare you away too much, we hope that you'd be willing to join us again. And uh, maybe you could uh, bring Mr. Pasek with us, uh, uh, you know, because I, I he's a pretty big-looking guy. He's a pretty strong-looking dude, which is why I haven't hit on yet tonight. So, and uh, <laughs> I... I uh, you know, I know you don't need a restraining order, I guess, because you got Mr. Bazik as your bodyguard, but uh, we do appreciate you uh, joining us. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, we can, we'll, we'll get us both on next time. Awesome. Thank you. Have a good night. Awesome. Miss Bazik, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, wow. Go to, I'll tell you what, go to Instagram right now, type in Miss Bazik, and you can see all the beautiness. Uh, real quick here, uh, and I promise this, I'm going to let everybody know who our guests are next week, uh, and then uh, we'll, uh, we'll uh, bring uh, 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 Brandy back on so she can tell us how we can find her. Back but uh, next week, uh, we are going to have uh, the head of the Lane Frost band. Uh, for those of you who saw the movie, Eight Seconds, uh, we're going to have a Lane Frost nephew on with us. He's going to talk to us. Uh, we're going to have Tony McClure on with us. Uh, she's been in all the great uh, grind flicks slash late night movies, uh, softcore porn that you can think of. She's going to join us. And we're also going to have uh, Brady uh, Genero. He's in the movie called The Writer. It's about his life. Uh, two years ago, he was in uh rodeo competition. He got kicked in the head. And uh, they said that he would never write again. And uh, in January here, uh, at the end of January, he's going to be call- he's going to be going back to the arena where he got injured, where they told him he would never ride again. And that arena just happens to be the Fargo Dome, and uh, he's going to be here to talk to us about that. So uh, it's actually kind of like a rodeo end of the year. We're going to round things up, as they say, uh, wrap up 2019, uh, and then 2020. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff coming on. We're not uh, nothing's going to stop us. Well, we plan on being on a different server, though, uh, uh, in 2020, uh, where you can hear us on more platforms. Uh, so the Icon, Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster will be coming to you in more places than you ever thought that you could hear us. And if you don't want to hear us, 
Go go listen to that punk in Winnipeg. But if you do want to hear us, tune in next week. You'll hear us. We got six minutes left before we end the show, guys. Uh, is Brandy back on? Yep. I'm here. Okay, Brandy, uh, so we can do this for you, too. If our uh, fans want to check you out, you have a Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, GoFundMe. What do you got? Okay, well, I'm definitely with Facebook, and I am Tattoo Girl, and uh, definitely on TikTok as well. And basically, they're all the same names. So for me, it's just Brandy with two E's, Tattoo Girl Garda, the first amputee of 2020 written to come. Awesome. And uh, do you want to say anything uh, uh, to your fans uh, still listening on Instagram oh, Live, or did they all log off when I uh, when I started uh, cracking jokes? A lot of them are, are side asking questions and stuff now. But yeah, they they were watching and everything. It's awesome. Like fifty eight, you know, different people came through with a lot of hearts and thumbs, so they're very excited. And I just want, once again, thank you guys for even taking a moment to even look at somebody like me. And I appreciate that so very much. You guys definitely made me feel that uh, I'm not uh, just out of my mind. <laughs> and uh, uh, we, uh, and our fans also should know that uh, she's going to be sending us autographs as well uh, that will Absolutely. be given away uh, uh, in, the, in the new year, as they say. May the force be with us. Because it's yeah. gonna be <laughs> so. And well, uh, Brandy, I sent Brandy, you... re- I, I Brandy a friend request. You did. I even sent yeah. a message a few minutes ago on on Facebook Messenger because I was so, you know, I just admire her admiration, and I just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and Happy New uh, Year to everybody. You. you know, my my husband and I just celebrated our tenth year wedding anniversary last Thursday guys. We've been oh, together since, we've been together for two we've been together for sixteen years, but we've been married for ten years. And Aww, so like sweet. I said, just anybody anybody out there that, you know, believes in the power of prayer, you mm-hmm. know, uh, my son Anthony, he's getting ready to have cataract surgery on both of his eyes. He's borderline diabetic and I, that's why I, the eye doctor said it's not uh, it, well it's not uncommon for him to have it at a young age, but yeah. he's really he's really scared right now, and he just needs a lot yeah. of prayer. So his name's Anthony Watkins. So anybody you know that believes in the power of prayer, Brandy would really appreciate right now. would appreciate the, the the prayers you know for him. So yeah, and uh, uh, big swing. Here's a so sorry to hear about that. Oof. And uh, big swing. Here's a trivia question for you. Hmm. What is our anniversary? Um, for what? It'll be four, four years. <laughs> yeah, but the date I'm not 100. percent Uh, well, it would be the uh, it would be the Sunday after. It'll be the Monday after WrestleMania. Okay, I said, bro, I can't remember Saturday night. So I mean, we got a long, we got, I, yeah, I, I don't, I got a lot going on. So yeah, I mean, it could also be the alcohol, but. I think I'm going to match up with Miss Granny, actually. My anniversary is tomorrow. I got married on Christmas Eve as in Nightmare Before Christmas. And we got five. Oh, happy anniversary. Thank you. And I married my seventh grade sweetheart. Oh, Oh, hey, um, there you go. 
So, so <laughs> we, we, we got we, we got to get up out of here. Got about a minute and a half left. It has been another great show. It has been a I California. It. it has been a California dominated show. So we will see you guys you next are, week yeah. for the final show of 2019. And once again for the final time in 2019, I'll give I'll give Granny a break next week. Touchdown Raiders! And we will see you guys next week.